Meow. Damn cat in the house. Four of them at this point. Couple of critics. Couple of critics. That was a theme song, as people say in the podcast world. Have you ever heard of that term, Michelle? Theme song? Theme, Michelle? Have you ever heard of that, Michelle? Theme, theme, Michelle? That's hard to say for me. The Michelle? I don't think you're able to say much today for some reason you've got your celebratory hat on that you won on a previous group episode i am wearing my white trash hat you sure are which i forgot about and remind me i do not go outside with this on because i feel people that actually wear this hat uh, they're just not the kind of person i actually am i think it's a joke in the house if you wore it out in the back to work on your ramp no no one would care i don't need People seeing me with that wood mess out back, screwing shit in, working on a skate ramp, wearing a white trash hat. We are straight up white trash. I should be doing this in a suit to make it look as good as possible. I would love to build ramps in suits. I thought you meant wear that (laughs) hat with a suit. No, fuck no. I'm only going to wear this hat inside. It's like my uh, go fuck your gun shirt. I only wear that inside. I don't go outside with that. How restrictive of clothing do you have? Uh, Anything that sends a message that is like either something that could be potentially not what I believe or that could spark a conversation that I do not want to have. Because the go fuck your gun was a joke. It's not about, you know, taking guns away. It's about literally fucking a gun. So I don't want to be out Gilman's buying fucking screws and this guy's like, you want to take my gun away, buddy? And I got to turn around and be like, no, I'm, it's literally telling you to have sex with it. <laughs> Not a conversation I want to have. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. My name is Michelle. <laughs> I'm Sam. And we are here to review for you an album because that's what we do. Sam, you look really tough right now. I look tough? Why? Because <laughs> of the way I was holding my arm? Up to your chest like with I your hand all mus- Muscular dystrophy? <laughs> like I was Trump? Ah, getting political, I am. I wasn't thinking that at all, but yeah, we're a review podcast. We like to review things. We're dummies. We don't know much. And that is definitely true this week because I know absolutely nothing about the album that I chose. Let it be known, we have no credentials. The best credentials we have is that we talk into microphones and we can make recordings happen. That's it. That's literally it. Which everyone else can do. We're just people. We have opinions. We're not uh, necessarily correct about well, anything. I'm hard-headed. Oh, my God, Michelle, that's awful. Do you need to get a towel? Do I need to stop the podcast? <laughs> Michelle just opened a soda and exploded all over. Why did that happen? It's been so long since I've know. had this. Why? It's been just been sitting there. Yeah, I don't know either. Do you need me um, to stop? I Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> I can't cut that out. We'll oh, back. my God. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd And if you look around these days There seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper We are back, we are back After the great soda explosion of 2021 On the Couple of Critics podcast This is when we really need a visual (laughs) experience for people I've had to change my entire outfit (laughs) 
the, so I watched your soda explode out like a volcano. You're like, you know when kids on science projects make that volcano with baking soda and shit? You watched my soda explode out? <laughs> <laughs> I watched soda explode uh, That was a fun little bit of a... Uh, Laughter injected into this for Especially me. since we went back and listened to it like four times in a row. <laughs> oh, that was good for us. So I went ahead and did another double. The first time I gave us a second Fiona Apple album. This time we are going with Frank Zappa again, but we're going back to Frank Zappa's very first album with the Mothers of Invention, Freak Out. Freak out, man. And I'd like to say that the first time Frank Zappa was brought about was me, right? Yeah, you... So this is the first, like, crossover, which I'm enjoying. You gave us Apostrophe. Yeah. And that came out a little bit later because that's when Frank Zappa went solo. But he was with the Mothers of Invention for a while. And in true Frank Zappa fashion, put out a lot of albums in a short amount of time with yes. them. And then at the end, in true Frank Zappa fashion, fired them all and said, yeah, you can keep your instruments. And that's all you get, because I'm not paying you. <laughs> oh, he was notoriously lovely in that way. All right. So this album came out. Freak out! Exclamation point. That's important to know. I always forget that that's in there. I never think about the exclamation mark in there, man. I always just think about the cover where he's wearing that like feather boa pink thing going on it's hard to see because it's colorized very psychedelically man yeah man so this came out june 27th 1966 it says here on wikipedia and who knows it's wikipedia so 1966 you said yes so how old was my mother in 1966 she was born in 51 my dad was not yet three so my mom was like 15 your mom was 15. Oh, man. Pam she was five. She could have been one of the roadies accidentally. This is like the beginning. My mom was in a fucking great time. She really, and she didn't even know who, like, Funkadelic Parliament. She was, in her, Funkadelic she was, was. in her she little was white podunk town world. And her <laughs> Shut off from everything. young Republican life. Oh, yeah. Went to a private college. You said your dad was not yet three? No. He was born in 63. Wow, little Jimmy crawling around. Listen to Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I don't know how accurate this is because this is Wikipedia, but it does say that this album is often cited as one of Rock's first concept albums because it's a satirical expression of Zappa's perception of American pop culture. That makes it a concept album? And the freak scene of Los Angeles. I have no idea. It says it's also one of the earliest double albums in rock music. Oh, okay. I could see that. As well as the first two record debut album. That's that's true. What what was the last one? I'm sorry. As well as the first two record debut album to come out with a a double album. I get what you're saying, and it's his first. Yeah, that is a pretty big, bold fucking move. It is. It says in the UK the album was originally released as an edited single disc. So I wonder what got kicked off. I'm definitely interested in that. I think we should go ahead and get started with this. This uh, has a handful of It's got tracks. some length on it, man. It was a double fucking disc. Well, it's an hour long is what it says. So I'm going to go to the actual album. We have 15 tracks. Let's start with the first, Hungry Freak's Daddy. Yeah. This is a good opening track. 
I am very familiar with this album. You are very familiar with this album. So this isn't going to be like either one of us discovering it. It's going to be no talking about our favorite parts and things that, you know, we don't like potentially. That can get annoying because I'm going to say that right now for later when it can get a little annoying. There's definitely a... He takes a very... That's why I wonder if it's just supposed... If it's just like, yeah, it's the 60s, so this is what we're going to sound like. Because he does... I mean, a lot of what he sound does sound satirical with like the oh, doo-woppy thing for sure it yeah it's, it sounds like it's all being done in jest I, I can't think of anything lyric wise that he ever wrote that wasn't dripping with either sarcasm or just heavy satirical tones to it like bop 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 like he just takes all these cliches and rock and what you think it's supposed to be and then like does it to the max as ridiculous as it can with yeah. like a weird voice yeah i mean it's like when you, you watch the saturday night live time he hosted he did it even then even in his acting they're telling me that i should say well uh, obviously there's cards here and like he was just i'm sure he was honestly an asshole oh for sure like, i bet you had a very rough relationship with him if you worked with him like you'd, you're probably like this is some of the coolest stuff i've ever done I get to, I'm um, musically fulfilled, but Jesus Christ, this guy's a fucking ass. <laughs> Hungry freaks, daddy. So, this is not the first Zappa album either of us got into. Did it take you a bit to get into this sound, or do you remember, like, digging it kind of off the bat? Uh, I don't remember. I feel like this... This wasn't my introduction to Zappa. Yeah, mine neither. So, well, technically it was, but I not really. found a lot of other songs before listening to this, and I remember you telling me about how Adam couldn't really handle this; like this was too weird for him. Yeah, that's how. Which I, I don't first... really understand that because I understand like later on, but a lot of this, I don't know. Whatever. When you're when you're 19, 20, 21, and you're into Cannibal Corpse. That's true. This isn't really what you want to listen to. That's true. But he saw it his whole life and knew he was the weird artsy guy and figured I should own an album. You oh, know? so it was this one? Yeah, it was this one because I remember he I would talk he about owned it. Help on Rock. It was like the one that he always referenced. Huh. Well, yeah, I didn't get into this until I was in my later 20s, I think. Me too. Me too. It's definitely not my first Zappa. Because it is weirder, because you do get more straightforward, like, apostrophe. It's goofy, because you have Don't Eat the Yellow Snow and such, but it's still very straightforward rock. And it's uh, a later rock. They do a lot of, like, you already said it, like, doo wop kind of sounds. This is, like, it's almost... It's like I think of like the Turtles, good rock and roll band, but I'm never gonna listen to the Turtles. Mm-hmm. You know, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely now, daughter. That's now, not the Turtles. Now stupid. The, now the Doors, a different type of rock band, but I would listen to that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it seems to me like overnight sensation and apostrophe. That's when it starts to get into like less satirical musical wise and more like no, I'm gonna expand my horizons and just the lyrics are gonna be satirical. The turtles did. Imagine me and you. I do. 
I think no. about you day and night. It's only right. And I think, isn't the Turtles the guys that they eventually did uh, 200 Motels? Was Zappa wasn't one those two dudes, the singers from the Turtles? I don't know. I think they were, and that was an accidental reference. They also did Eleanor. That's one of my favorite songs. What's Eleanor? Them. Eleanor G, I think you're swell. Oh, and you really okay, I know what you're do about. me well. You're my pride and joy, etc. Etc. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's super good. <laughs> I, I like that first song. I think it's a good intro song to this. It's not. It's weird, but it's not like hungry freaks, daddy. It's not gonna like turn you off. I think you you're, that tambourine in the background is constant enough that you can shake your ass. To it, it has a very pleasant sound. Yeah. But what they're talking about is not as pleasant. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a theme for Zappa always. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's move along to the next song. I ain't got no heart. Dun 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 dun. Ba, bom, bom, bom. This guy's voice. Since Zappa usually has a lot of people singing with him. I ain't got no heart to give it away. And how many rock bands albums come out at this point that you hear timpani rolls in? Zappa's got the magical ideas of just being like, yeah, you told me it's not supposed to be in this rock music, but guess what? Do you hear all those fucking timpanis going on? It says here that in 1999, this album was honored with a Grammy Hall of Fame award. Oh, interesting. You're learning on the podcast. And uh, it was considered as one of the top 500 greatest albums of all time by Rolling Stone. Good for you. (laughs) Do you think part of it is it's Zappa was obviously a huge thing in his own world? And like, you've got to just count this as the beginning. I don't know. Because the next album is absolutely free. Also by the Mothers. Yes. And I think it's a far superior album than this. I love this album, but I will listen to Absolutely Free. I have Son of Susie Cream Cheese. Over it. Plastic, pe- oh, Plastic People. Colony Vegetable. Duke of Prunes. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying things that mean nothing to, <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Duke of Prunes. Duke of Prunes. Oh, shit. Yes, Col- the Duke regains his chops. <laughs> Again, this is just that It's that bubblegummy sound that But that's why it, it's supposed to be Satirical Satirical I get But it. most people wouldn't do a, an entire album Yeah Of satire And But it's also, I think, his way of easing into people Because true. you'll hear at the end of this song a, What uh, people think more of When they hear Or when they ha- hear the name, I would say, Zappa This is like the freak out part, man. Now imagine... I love that little British sounding line at the end there. Now imagine this album comes out. You obviously think that this dude's getting fucked up, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, because it sounds psychedelic. It looks psychedelic. Sounds crazy psychedelic. And then you find out eventually that this dude's just like, Now I'm kind of making fun of you. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I just, I just knew this would get you, so I did it. <laughs> Frank Zappa, as we talked about in the previous episode, was not a drug guy no, at all. Not and at people all. are like, man, he had to be, like you said, fucked up to write stuff like this. I mean, they did a whole Saturday Night Live skit about it when he hosted. Like, hey, man, you would try this joint? And he, yeah, of course. No, I do not do drugs. <laughs> I. And making a sham of this whole thing. <laughs> you agreed to do it, dude. Do it. <laughs> Unless he just wanted to be told he could never come back, just so that could be another so notch stop. on his belt. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Let's move on to a song that was... It looks like it was the B-side of the second release. Who are the Brain Police? This, this may have been the first song that I heard from this album. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would make sense. This is like one of the more popular songs in the Zappa world off this album. You know, this is often Even referenced. though it didn't say that it was a, an actual lead single or anything. Oh, I, yeah. No, no lead single. But you know, like when you get in these cult worlds of like Grateful Dead and mm-hmm. bands that have this huge anthology, the fans themselves have like, well, I don't care what was released. It's what we talk about plus Dweezil did this all the time and the plastic's all melted and so is the chrome this is super psychedelic who are the brave police (laughs) 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 and how do you sit down with your buddies and be like alright now we go ba 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 (laughs) <laughs> or was he just going you do this or you're not in the band <laughs> I don't know There's the door. I feel like you had to have a similar sensibility to even want to work with someone who's that demanding and expecting of perfection I don't know but usually artists have their own weird quirks it's what are you going to deal with how much are you going to deal with like sometimes you know as a player of music or an instrument you can find somebody that's like can almost brainwash you in a way of like they're so good at what they do like whatever they need me to do I will do because they're doing something crazy and I can't figure it out yeah and hopefully the quirks aren't destructive or you know illegal the freak out parts by the way are crazy Oh yeah, it's he, pure madness. Just like, just like with the bubblegum stuff that he takes extreme, he takes the freakout sections extreme as possible too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it reminds me of going through a Willy Wonka tunnel. That's fair, I would say. It almost feels like pre-punk or something. Just like weird, oh. crazy sounds, especially the end of the first song, "Hungry Freaks Daddy," where it's just like. Bleh! Yeah. And it's like screaming and shit. Okay, with ugly sounds, dissonant sounds. Mm-hmm. I think he was also into like, you know, those real, I can't remember what the genre's called, but those real avant-garde guys that just like hit chairs and pots and pans. That's and like, too avant-garde for me. And like scratch metal <laughs> yeah. and they call it music. I think he would listen to stuff like that. And so that's why he's like injecting his own little spice in it in here. That to an extent can be okay. I remember having... We were made to watch Stomp. It was interesting at that age. Yeah, they had a rhythm at Stomp, though. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. As long as you have some sort of structure and it's not just that crazy. Like, it's it's acceptable if it still has an acceptable 
Yeah, structure. It has yeah. to have a body to it. It can't just be pieces laying everywhere. Now, I know Which, algorithms... Go ahead. I was going to say, but this probably sounds like that to a lot of people. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. A lot of people listening are like, Jesus Christ, right now, this is rough. And I get it. And it's this, hard. And this is the parts that did make it rougher for me in the beginning, because this album did not cling on to me right at the beginning. Some songs did. Some songs didn't. And even when I'm jamming out to this, I'm not like, oh, yeah, that part where it's just madness and weird <laughs> noises. You're almost just getting through it so you can get to the part that you like. Yeah, I feel I feel similar things to what I think a lot of people also feel. I understand that it can be too much. It's just I really love when it's good or yeah. when I think it's good. I wonder if he had a mindset of like... Uh... You, you have know, to get bring through this it, madness. Bring it so crazy, and then uh, here's this nice thing, and you'll feel the nice thing so much more because before you were on the verge of miserable. <laughs> and that's why I wonder if the whole concept album thing, if he really is just trying to give you these pieces of what you're used to, these psychedelic things or these like dun da 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 da. It almost sounds like satisfaction, actually. Well, he just he did steals that. riffs all the time, and he did uh, Louie Louie. He steals all the time. Yeah, so things like that. It feels like he's trying to pull you in with something nice, and then you know, throw pushing you into the closet and closing the door, <laughs> and then turning on a light from the outside, and it's all these like weird things happening in there, and it's just like, how long can you last in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it feels like to me. Let's move along to the next song. Hey, Go there's a nice kitty over here in this closet full of spiders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go cry on somebody else's shoulder. A year ago today. And this definitely feels satirical or oh, sounds satirical. Heavy, heavy now satire. Knocking on my door. Knocking on my door. You say you're back to stay, but I say. But I still love it at the same time. This is the stuff. All doo-wop Frank Zappa stuff is my least favorite. And it took me a long time to be like... To enjoy the satire of it enough to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I don't love you anymore. Yeah, and just hear Frank in the back is going... I'm not as anti doo-wop because Frank actually enjoyed doo-wop. Yeah, he, yeah, he grew up on it. That was his teenage years. Uh, yeah, that because he didn't he do a little cleaner music when he was younger. He was in a doo-wop group. Yeah, figuring out what he was doing. It see pictures of him wearing a suit and having short hair and looking like you oh, know, he was on TV with proper. that short hair playing a bicycle. Playing a bicycle. <laughs> So you remember earlier when I said he was in Hitting Pots and Pans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny because he it felt like he was pushing the boundaries. He was always weird. You can tell he was always not of the normal thinking. But he always... There's a difference in someone who just pushes button or pushes boundaries, I should say, to see how far they could go and just kind of revels in that versus him who's just like yeah that's what i do and then just keep going and never stopping so it never seems like it's disingenuous it's never like a put on it's just really who he was he, he was just a constant poke the bear person and he wasn't doing it to be a troll he was doing it to point out actual things mm -hmm. he was just doing it in troll behavior 
troll tactics. He was using troll-like tactics. That's fair. But the motive behind it was like, look how fucking ridiculous you are. <laughs> Let's not forget, he fought uh, on the Supreme Court yeah. for musical expression. Free speech. For free speech. So well, let's also not forget, he cheated on his wife all the time. <laughs> I know. He was never around his children. I know. <laughs> he was later when he realized that Dweezil was going to be his little, uh, you know, his next thing that he could take under his wing. So he probably hung out with Dweezil the most. Yeah, and I don't want to sound like he never hung out with his children. It's just no. But he was an absent father a lot, and he did cheat on his wife a lot. Workaholic. He was always working. But that Zappa documentary was good. You should definitely watch it if you have any interest. Yeah. Oh, I that was the Alex Winter one, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't necessarily learn anything new, but it was just nice either. to see. I got to see stuff. a lot of footage I haven't seen before. Yeah. That's what it's really good But there for. was nothing new. No. But if you don't know much about Zappa, you would yeah. learn something. Yeah. yeah, you'll learn a lot. <laughs> but if you haven't spent six years <laughs> obsessively reading things, then uh, nothing new. <laughs> But the footage was great because they've got so much vault stuff. There's so much footage and tapes that nobody's seen. Not I shouldn't say nobody because there are a few that have, but they're not to the public. Yeah. And it's a crazy amount of shit. And what Alex Winter was given the access to go through, the which key is to everything. The vault, and he even got to see. Remember, he brought up like, got to see some, uh, you know, home Ew, movies. Yeah, like <laughs> so, you know, he saw salt zap of fucking some chicks. Ew, yeah, and like probably sure. home orgy parties and shit. Uh, like Garen that. fucking tea. That Gail didn't even want to do, but he was just like, yeah, you know how it is. This is what happens. Who knows what she wanted and didn't want to do? She seemed like she was very on board through everything. It's, it's always conflicting reports, but you can watch many things with Gail and she'll say exact opposite of what she just said. So she was a very conflicting person from what it seems. She was also known to have opinion. some mental issues, wasn't she? I don't want to say that much, but I think she was a little floaty, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. You know, there's some people that are just floaty and like, huh. Yeah, I guess I thought that she, I don't know, was a little wacky and just known to be wacky. Maybe. Just like Frank was. I mean, like that's kind of what I mean. You have to be... Oh, she was definitely at least a freak. You gotta be a a tough, wacky freak to be able to handle <laughs> Frank Zappa, for sure. To handle the amount of tobacco being Ugh. forcefully put into your lungs as he smokes constantly. Ha, huh, freaky freak. <laughs> Let's move on to the next song that I love very much called Motherly Love. Fuck yeah. This song gets stuck in your head. Get it now? Uh-oh. Ow. <laughs> Ow. I love this song. That's a very good song. Uh, this one doesn't even feel that satirical. This one feels like an actual jam. You know they saying? also are the mothers of invention. So there is also talking about himself and them. We'll give you love. We'll give you our dicks. Yeah, Every time I think about the mothers, I think about the drummer that was on this album. Okay. He's a real weird looking guy. I don't know which one he is. <laughs> if anybody knows what he looks like, he would agree with me. He's got a fucking certain look to him. He looks like he would uh, be on Dick Tracy. 
Yeah, none of that makes none of that works. Oh, you don't know Dick Tracy, Michelle? No, this was the third single in Japan only. It says, "What What you need is motherly love." (laughs) I love his just weird, random voices that are seemingly very out of place. Seemingly, oh, I was going to say that earlier. This album can also, and some earlier Zappa, can sound so messy. But if you actually listen to it, it only sounds messy because it's like one guy's doing 5-4 and another guy's doing 7-8. They're all just doing different timings. And if you listen to it all individually, it's not messy. They're doing it correctly. Yeah. It's just when it's put on top of each other and you're used to normal Western music that doesn't really ever do that, Just four, your four, brain just everyone. hears it as chaotic. Yeah. And I think that's a very interesting thing to do in a very, like, at this time, a bold thing to do. Now you can sit on your fucking computer and just work on shit for hours, you know? And yeah. And mess it up. You're going to a studio to do this at this time. I don't know if Frank owned his own studio at this point. I mean, I know he eventually does. I would assume he wouldn't have the means at this point. <clears throat> but imagine renting studio time and you walk in and <laughs> it's just like... Or actually, I think that might have even happened. They're like, all right, guys, hit it. And they're like, ah, rah. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, what is fucking happening? Perfect. I got to mix this? And then Frank looks at you and goes, you're not mixing this. I'm mixing this. Get out of here. I'm going to let How Could I Be Such a Fool continue. Just let it go on. It's like a lengthy round. This is the actual first single with the Help I'm a Rock as the B-side. I didn't realize this was the first single, but this song is dripping with satire to me. Yeah, I don't think people would necessarily know it at first. It, and upon... it, even releasing it as your first single is satire in itself. The actual, like, yeah, our first single is going to be this fucking schmaltzy thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, Frank. I think he's... I don't know if he's with Gail at this point, either. I think he's freshly divorced, maybe, after this. Or right before this. Do they not all belong to Gail? All the kids? Or do they? I think all the kids belong to Gail, yes. But you see Baby Dweezil... Oh, fuck. I can't remember. I think around the uh, Hot Rats album... So, it says they met in 1966 and married when she was pregnant with Moon. Ah, so it was during this. Yeah. Damn, I thought it was a little bit later. I didn't realize Moon is uh that old. Yeah. Moon Unit. Sorry, let's use a full name. Moon Unit. Followed by Dweezil, Amit, and Diva. Diva, that's the worst name of all of the Zappa children, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Like, all the other ones seem like just artsy weird guy. And yeah. Diva seems like somebody named their poodle. Seems like Target, that's what like Paris Hilton would name a chameleon. A chameleon? Yeah, I didn't want to say poodle again, so I chose chameleon. You know a Komodo dragon? No. I nope. don't know any Komodo dragons. You know Komodo dragons? I know a guy named Komodo. 
And does he wear a kimono? No, there's no Komodo kimono. That's a shame. It sounds very comfortable. Although I should talk to Komodo about wearing a Komodo kimono. That was very difficult for me to do. I say we listen to one more song and then we take a break. Sounds fucking beautiful, baby. Mm, Let's listen to (laughs) the next song. Wowie Zowie. (laughs) I never realized how funny this album is until just now. Picking it apart and thinking about it a lot. Do you really ever think interest, like, in, think about the album while you're listening to it in preparation for this? Or do you let it all just come out right now? I don't know what you mean. Like, do you feel like you're more uh, introspective talking about it here in the moment than you think about it before the podcast? Not in the beginning of doing the podcast, because I tried to be more introspective early on and doing research and all of that. But here for a while, yeah, it's all just been <laughs> on the podcast. I mean, you'll you'll think like, ugh, I don't like this one, or, or oh, eh, you know, just yeah. base feelings. But I'm never like, now, do you think he was doing this because blah, 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 blah? I, I mean, and sometimes maybe I can do that more so, but I definitely didn't do that with this album for some reason. No, me either. And I might even do that with albums I'm more familiar with. I bet I'm more introspective on the album I haven't heard than I am on the shit I'm listening to all the time. (laughs) How many people are not even going to get through half of this episode? I don't know if they made it through Mel's episode. I think they can get it through this. I couldn't make it through Mel's episode. <laughs> I like how you tried to listen to it and then realized, wait, I'm still listening to this talk about this goddamn movie. I couldn't get through the story. <laughs> it's not interesting to me. But meanwhile, the people under the stairs is very interesting to me. <laughs> that movie rules. <laughs> That's a whole different world. First of all, it's an it's a movie for adults. <laughs> I love you're still ripping on the fucking movie. It's stupid as hell. I will hate it every time it's brought up. By the way, I want to bring up that we did not I did not it was released like the week of Goku Day and it came out that like another movie was coming out and we talk about how there's no movie planned in that podcast. So the timing was fucking crazy on that episode. I love the uh, the marimbas and like the mallet instruments. You know what I'm saying? The chicka chickas in the background. No, the oh yeah, like <laughs> the belches. The the bells. You could call them bells, but they're I think it's a marimba because it's got a wooden tone to it. Yes, uh, you I love just, it. I, I like that shit. And then later, like, with Ruth Underwood doing it on, like, the uh, apostrophe stuff. Oh, when she gets on the... Uh, Rollo part two, the end of... I was going to say the bells. That's not right. She does play bells. It's all the same type of instrument. The same malleted instruments. Yes. But I... I don't remember what it's called now. Who cares? Marimba. It's a wooden one. Damn. <laughs> All right, we're gonna- marimba, marimba, come on, marimba. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Please come back. Please don't turn it off. 
Paul Mooney had a heart attack. Is that what it was? Yeah, apparently he was also suffering from dementia, which is like the worst oh, thing for someone no. like him. Sorry to bum everyone out on the yeah, way. Yeah, that does suck <laughs> when you're like life is your brain works so well and then your brain starts to go. Paul Mooney was amazing. R.I.P. Paul Mooney. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> And away we go. You ready, my friend? Outrageous? Yeah, yeah, I am. Thank you for saying my name right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I know it's really been pissing you off, so I'm really trying to say mm-hmm. outrageous. Thank you. All right, now let's get this episode started. Yeah. Rage. Oh, what? fuck. Outrage. Hit the music. All right, I'll let one slip. That's all right. It's all right. Let's do this. Hit the music. Hey, it's me, evening, and I know what you're thinking. Yes, I did it with so. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you on the Couple of Critics podcast break, I present to you my friend, ex-president, crackhead, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln! Yes, yes, that's right, it's me, Abraham Goddamn Lincoln, coming to you from the grave! (laughs) Yeah, read it with me. From the grave! Spooky, yes. <laughs> All right, Outrageous, I had a plan, and you know yep. about the plan. Let's tell the people about the plan. Okay. So, we come to you on the Couple of Critics podcast, right? That's right. So I thought, let's steal a page from them, and let's uh, let's review a song! A song? Yeah. You told me I could review a movie! God damn it, I told you to pick a song! Uh, you said we were going to do a Couple of Critics podcast episode, and I was allowed to choose music or a movie. And I said, hey, man, I think I'm going to choose a movie. Is that all right? And you were like, hey, don't give a shit. Wait, was that your impression of me? Yes, of course it is an impression of you. It's really easy. You just do an old man voice that everyone stereotypically does, and bam, that's you. I, I don't sound like that at all. What a horrible impression. Go back to your regular voice, and let's get this episode rolling. All right, all right. I chose a movie. That's right, everyone. I chose a movie. That movie is 1960s. That's right, 1960s. Frames of Reference. Frames of Reference? Yeah, Frames of Reference. You didn't watch it? No, I thought we watched it live and we talked about it. Do you have any idea how long this break would be in the middle of the Couple of Critics podcast? We're already taking up too much time as it is. I'm not going to add a whole movie on there. This thing is like... Half an hour late. All right, all right. Well, you just tell me about it, then, and maybe play some clips. What do you think about that? Okay. All right, all right. So what is this movie Frames of Reference from 1960 about? All right, so the movie Frames of Reference. let me guess. Let me guess. All right. So it's a spy movie, but one of the spies is getting framed. He was the brother. They're two brothers. There's Jerry Reference and Steve Reference. No, no. Did you make up the name Jerry reference because all you could come up was the name Jerry because you're always running into Jerry Rocket Launch on the street? No, I didn't make it up because of Jerry Rocket Launch and it was the only name that came to the top of my head. Sure you did, sure you did. No, oh, did somebody say my name? Look what you did, you made him come. Jerry, you gotta go. We're in the middle of a podcast recording, oh. okay? Come by later, we'll smoke crack, all right? Okay. Yeah, we're, you sure okay. about that? Yeah, all right, see you later. Yeah, I'll see you later. God damn it. I hate it when that guy just shows up randomly. Sorry. Anyway, we were talking about Frames of Reference, which is from 1960. It is not a spy movie starring Jerry Reference and Steve Reference. Damn it. It is literally a school film about physics. A school film about physics? 
Yes, a school film about physics starring Patterson, Hume, and Donald Ivey. Wait, wait. You expected me to watch a film from 1960 about physics? Yes, that's what I expected, and then you didn't do it. Why did you sound Italian, you said? Uh, that's uh, what I expect. That's a spicy meat bone. Shut up. Uh, it was a mistake, goddammit. I expected you to watch this film, and you did it. It goes very deep. It's very educational. It could have taught you some things. I am so glad I didn't watch a film about physics. Films? I might have killed you if I would have come in here. You forced uh, me to watch a movie about physics. It sounds like the worst fucking thing of all time. First of all, Mr. Making Fun of Me for sounding like an Italian, you yeah. said a movie about feelings instead of physics, you fucking moron. Hey, hey I'm dead. So? I, I get a pass on fucking up words. I no. am dead. No. My mouth started to rot. I don't care. Let's just yeah. start over. Let's yeah. talk about the world of physics no. in the frames of reference. No. We're not going to talk about that. I didn't watch it. I don't want to see any of it. That was the worst decision in the world. This is over. Break is over. We got to get back to the couple of critics. All right. Note to self. Never try and do something for this podcast ever again. You know that's bullshit, all right? You're going to do one more thing for it right now. You're going to play the outro music. Come on. Show's over. Show's over. Play it. Oh. No. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. All right. Here we go. Show's over. Thank you, everybody. Bye. All right. Here we go. Come on. A two, a one, one, two, three, four. Listen to the marimba, you hear it? <laughs> the look on your face is maniacal right now. I'm it's having a, a good time. Blank, blank stare. You must not believe Another, my happiness. I don't. I know that you have a, a headache just buried deep in your skull. It's been a bad weekend for headaches, but yeah. sometimes I get I get knocked out for whole weekends sometimes, and it's really terrible. You do. You lose whole days to this, <sighs> and then you sleep. And Sam does whatever he wants, and he's happy. And Sam gets all the free time he wants all goddamn day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which means you need to buckle down. Buckle down to do what? We got a show coming up. Not, I mean, it'll be after by the time you people hear this. Yeah, because so. we're recording ahead of time, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, my head's bothering me. Let's get back into this Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention album, Freak with the song okay i'm turning it up and making sure that it's not actually still playing because that's happened to both of us before here is you didn't try to call me (laughs) you didn't try to call me why did you try did you try now by this point i can understand getting tired of the satirical angle it's been a lot yeah but, but i think like you can so enjoy bad. this for what it is as oh, well i i still like it i'm saying i'm trying to think of people that aren't me that can't that can get sick of things that are like weird or you know like people that don't love weird out damn it who are those people 
one of your friends. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's got a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> and not liking Weird Al. Weird Al. He's number one. <laughs> uh, I like this part, or this part coming up where the, this person sings all by themselves. Wasn't that this song? Or near the end of the song? This is one of the songs that are on the back end for me. It never sticks out in my head. I never think about it. Uh, every time I listen to it, I kind of zone out during this song. I like it. It's jolly. I enjoy it. I don't, like, skip it. I just... Right here. I like that part. I think I remember Frank saying that that guy had, like, one of his favorite voices of all time. He has a good voice, that's for sure. That's the thing, like, some of these guys, it's like, if they were with a band that actually, like, worked on hits and stuff, and maybe that's not what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. like, his voice is good. I can hear his voice being, like, a standard voice of the oh, 60s, for sure. you know? But the, it's no different from some of those bands that I never knew the names of, you know, like... It just sounds like a good 60s voice. Yeah, I agree. And then Frank never, to me, has, like, a nice voice. He never really tries to have a nice voice. He can voice. sing in key. He can hit notes, the notes that he's chosen to hit. But he's not, like, pleasant to listen to. <laughs> yeah, he's not really known for having a good voice. He's known yeah. for being a crazy, experimental guy. I fixed the upholstery. It's so funny to me because, like, a lot of his stuff is just like inside jokes. He's just throwing in there mm-hmm. just to make himself laugh, I guess. Which to me is wonderful. Like when you you're pretty much serving only yourself, and you almost don't give a shit. Yeah, but you you do have to give a shit what people think to a point, or else you do. You're not gonna get anywhere with it. But but you do also have to like majority of it be like. But it's for me at the same time. Like, if I'm not happy with it, if I'm not enjoying it, it's not worth doing. Mm-hmm. And do you think... Do you think it was almost like he liked this, the doo-wop and stuff like that so much that he had to do it satirical? Like, he couldn't even attempt to do it for real? Mm, I don't think so. I think that he... It's the whole idea with him just having to point things out. That even though I'm smart, he you're not. likes... N- <laughs> no, I was thinking that even though he likes it, he can see the ridiculous, the ridiculousness in it. A lot of people can't remove themselves from what they like and see how other people can think that it's not good. They're just like, but I like it, so it's good. It's good. If you don't like it, you're wrong. Black metal. Yeah. People that wear what they wear and then don't understand how it's hilarious like you're not scary i get the whole meaning of it and what it's supposed to be doing but to everyone else it's fucking hilarious dude <laughs> yeah so i feel like frank doesn't have a problem with turning the mirror on himself and things that he likes and even poking fun at what he likes as well and that's a good quality too he's jabbing at himself a little bit mm-hmm I like that. Because he even started in a doo-wop group. 
in a doo-wop with a little curly Q on the front of his head. <laughs> a doo-wop with a little curly Q-wop? <laughs> yeah, curly Q-wop. My baby with a does curly the Q? curly Q-wop. A curly Q-wet-ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along to the next song. Man, that song went away big time, didn't it? Not in my world. Let's listen to the next song, Anyway the Wind Blows. She could also just be talking about pussy farts at this anyway, point. What has pussy farts? <laughs> I got W A Q. What has queefs? <laughs> whack. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, whack, whack, whack. What has queefs? Swimming through some reefs with my wet ass queefs. <laughs> Lovely, my dear. Pardon me, it's taking me lots of Dr. Pepper to uh, function awake. today. <laughs> and not lose my ever-loving sore mind. I thought you were going to talk about everlasting gobstoppers there for a second. Yum, 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 yum. Um, do you think that Everlast likes gobstoppers? God damn it, he better. And he really might know what it's like. Gobstopper. <laughs> and he fucking better. <laughs> We're so stupid. That was really funny. I'm glad you're at least on board for this. <laughs> Did you really might know what it stops? Gobstopper. That was horrible. That was a good little chuckle. Man, between Dr. Pepper's blowing up and everlasting eating cop stoppers. <laughs> I'm going to roll right onto the floor, aren't I? Man, that was funny. That was a good time. It's the power of the Dr. Pepper fueling me. I'd say it's because I watched a little bit of uh, 90 Day Fiance before starting this. That, that always puts me in a good mood. <laughs> I, I said this to you off microphone, but I do not enjoy that I recognize the voices now of people on that show. I can say, hey, is that that Russian dude that said he was going to beat up her brother? And you were correct. You were absolutely correct. Honestly, though, that shit is fucking hysterical. Like, it's funny. People it's being funny. ridiculous is the best. Better than anything scripted. And the people they choose, usually it's like... Excuse me. Ah. The people they choose are s- ridiculous enough that you don't really feel bad about laughing at them. It's, it's like they almost deserve it. It's like they, <laughs> they choose people who also don't know how to look at themselves and see the ridiculousness as they are. <laughs> but those are always the characters that want to be on TV. Yeah. Are the people that just have no... What is it, what is it called? Inhibitions? No, when you like see yourself... <laughs> For what you are. Uh, delusions of grandeur? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's. Do you think some of them, it starts out that way, and then they realize, oh, this is what I am? Because I think, like, Big Ed has fallen into what Big Ed is. I think he knows, and I think he's accepted it, and he's now monetizing it. I think so, too. And, But I don't, I don't remember his, like, first season. I don't remember in the beginning. Maybe in the beginning, he didn't realize it he was ridiculous from the beginning because his very first season he was putting mayo in his hair well 
That was like his whole thing is have you seen this guy with no neck who puts mayonnaise in his hair? And then when his mom Does he still put mayonnaise in his hair? I don't know. I think he has actual better products than no, the actual hair products. And then the next thing that he was in, his mom he poured like nair or whatever into this little um thing that you would like put like a paint in and he had a little paint roller and he had his mom come in and help him uh roll nair onto his back, back. with a with a paintbrush <laughs> or a paint roller so he's definitely leaned into it more um that's what i'm saying like they but he can't really always, do much they were lean. always ridiculous but when did he realize like oh this is what i am and I'm just going to lean into this. And I'm sure there's some people that went, oh, fuck, that's what I am. I'm not going to lean into this. And then they're gone. That's what I was going to say. The more ridiculous you are and lean into it because you know you're being watched on TV and you're okay with it, then you're more successful because yeah. then you're willing to be on TV all the time and, and you know that they're going to spin things. Yeah, and you're and entertaining. Like that's way. the whole fucking point of TV. You're mm-hmm. entertaining. Yeah. Even if you're the bad guy. You Even s- if you're cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're Colt, then you can be on OnlyFans. Yeah. I don't know if he still is, because he's apparently married again. Wait, to someone different? He and that chick already got married, again. They guess. got married? She they finally eloped. trusts him. That's what I heard. I don't know. They're oh. stupid as fuck. See, you know. You know, Sam. I you know, know. I know way too you much. You know too much. Let's move on to the next song. I'm not satisfied. Yeah, Colty is never satisfied. That is very gross. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite part of this song. No. <laughs> we both wanted it to. We both really did. This song's groovy. Yeah, this song gets stuck in my head. And this is like the least goofy, I think, Frank sounds on the album. I think that's fair. Like he's to not say. doing that real, you know, like he gets that weird, like. Yeah, it sounds like he's thick. making a mockery of yeah. it. This one sounds like he's just actually trying to sing <laughs> as good as he can. I would love to hear him actually try and sing beautifully. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Like, I can't go. And I walk out into the road and I see. <laughs> what are you doing there, Michelle? A face. A face. Me. Bum, bum, ba-dum, bum. Yeah. Was this not a single? No, it wasn't. I'm surprised. This is like. I'm really surprised that they. Say it sounds fairly normal. No. But maybe that's another part of the satire. Like, yeah, I know it would have been received well, but it wouldn't have been what this album is. So I put out that first one. That's real fucking weird. Well, and there's, multi, I should say. there still is um, one more single, which is the second single that we haven't heard yet. There's a lot of multi-tracking shit going on. I think it's the time, too, when you only have so many tracks and you got to like, condense them. And then be okay with that mix, and then condense them again, and then be okay yeah. with that mix, condense it again. I know that's how the Beatles did it. They had like a four-track recorder, and they did. They just had to like Doesn't do the this drums. song freak out at the end as well? I can't remember. Maybe. Oh, 
Oh, do you know that song? Okay, Weird Al did Jurassic Park. Weird Al. He sure did. And it's based off of like Gramercy Park, I think is what it's called. I don't remember. It's, it's what it sounds like, that section right there. So no, it didn't get crazy again. I don't know why I thought it was going to, but let's move along to the next song while we're just chitting and a-chatting. You're probably wondering why I'm here. Can we do this at our show? <laughs> You're probably wondering why we're here. So are we. So are we. <laughs> I could see how a lot of this isn't taken as satire. Sometimes it's not as thick. Like sometimes it's genuine. It sounds almost semi-genuine. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, he uses like that weird sound every once in a while which you wouldn't really hear on modern at that time modern radio yeah it sounds like a dying bird yeah. <laughs> like you're squeezing a duck i love the yes that's <laughs> one of my favorite thing on this album is just the ridiculous breathy low it's frank being a fucking weirdo it's almost, it almost just sounds like him being sarcastic when he does that. It's almost like he's saying, duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, we don't have to get in this topic of conversation, but I'm just going to ask you real quick. Okay. Shooting a f- fire question at you. Monsters or the Adams Family? The fire at me? You're shooting the fire, fire at me. Fire question at you. Oh, the Monsters, Monsters or? or Adams Family? I would say, you're saying TV show? All. All encompassing. Anything that has to do with it. No, because that adds movies. Take the movies movies. out. Okay, so TV shows, I would say monsters. Goddamn right, it's monsters. Movies, absolutely Adam's family. You know what? I've never seen a monsters movie. Well, you're going to eventually when Rob Zombie makes it. I will. I want to see the new... I want to see the new Saul movie with Chris Rock Chris, in it. Chris Rock. Spiral. And it has that guy from Handmaid's Tale in it as well. You don't know. No, I don't. I just know that girl that stares blankly a lot. <laughs> the only sections I see, I never see her actually say anything. It's just always That's not just true. Like... You just don't remember it because you always see intense emotion <laughs> and tears and just bulging eyeballs. Yeah, very bulgy eyeballs. She's a Scientologist. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, that means that's how she got the gig. Oh, for sure. All praise to Xenu. <laughs> Wait, Xenu was bad. Never mind. Was he? Xenu was the guy that trapped all the alien souls and froze them. <laughs> and then took them in the spaceships to Earth to throw <laughs> them in volcanoes. Excuse me for not remembering. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't shit like that scary that, like... That people believe that? With yeah, lots of money you know, like, and power? You know, like, watching that uh, Berkowitz thing, and they're talking about, like, cults and shit? Yeah. Isn't that scary to think that, like, there is, like, these groups out there that just totally have, like, these secret intentions? Yeah, you... And, and if they want you dead, they could do it. <laughs> finding out that the son of Sam was actually the sons of Sam, and that it was a cult? Hey, that's a theory. It's a theory, but it's interesting. Uh, the... So it has to, to be true because it's interesting. I'm interested to see <laughs> how they connect that to uh, Charles Manson at the end there because they uh, showed yeah. Manson right at the end. Why I'm here. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. 
love it. It's funny. Um, I'm just going to keep this rolling. Yeah, I like the, the quicker pace. I, I want to get too. this over with. Yep. I, uh, I'm still in headache territory, and I'm not happy about it. Let's She's... move on to the second single, Trouble Every Day. She's pushing through so she can entertain you people in a mild fashion. <laughs> I'm certainly not trying very hard. Sorry. <laughs> No way, you had that fucking killer <laughs> Everlast eating Cop Stoppers joke. <laughs> what do you think about this song? I think it's a. I like this song. It's like a Roadhouse song to me. Anything that's got harmonicas in it sounds like Roadhouse shit to me. Like Chicken Wire up in front of the band. And I've never seen this movie, so you always talk about Roadhouse. I'm not talking about the movie Roadhouse, I'm talking about Roadhouses. Like. Well, I'm sorry I don't frequent roadhouses. I don't either. I'm talking about general. Like Blues Brothers kind of stuff. where they're, Oh, yeah. They're on the stage, and they have a chicken wire fence, and people throw bottles, and it's there to stop the bottle from hitting you, but all that ends up happening is water, glass showers on Pony. I don't understand any of that. It all. I just thought that was all a movie. It is. Stuff. I've never seen it in real life. I think putting chicken wire up invites you to throw bottles at it. Yeah, it's weird. How many people do you think came with uh, pliers or those uh, wire cutters? That's what I mean. Just to get through and take the band out? Yeah. One little snip at a time. I'll get you eventually. <laughs> I'm going to say hundreds. <laughs> hundreds of people. Sounds about right. At, at the one roadhouse. <laughs> well, if everyone had it, that wouldn't take as long. Everyone snips at once. Everyone Everybody. Just... Three, two, one. Snip. We're free! It's not actually about getting to the band. It's getting the band free. They've been captive. I think I would love to walk in and play a show and see the bar, the chicken wire up at first because I think it'd just be cool to see in real life. And then I'd immediately be like, oh, fuck, does that mean this place throws bottles? I'm not going to play if people throw bottles at me. Fuck that. It's not what you want, though, some punk-ass shit. I don't want bottles thrown at me, man. There's nothing more punk than getting glass in your eye. (laughs) It's pretty punk. You're right. (laughs) But if uh, my history proves correct, I don't really give a fuck what everyone else thinks is punk. (laughs) What I think is punk is just putting on some pants and a shirt and waking up and going about your day. (laughs) That's punk. That's what's punk to me. It's not punk to fucking spend an hour gelling your hair up so that it looks spiky and then getting your 16 jackets on and your ripped pants you, that you spent three you hours ripping spikes, specifically. You need the eyeliner <laughs> and you need the pre-torn jeans that anyone can buy so everyone hey, knows you're tough. I gave them credit that they were at least cutting the jeans themselves but they spent hours on it. I'm not. I'm saying they're buying those things <laughs> the ones pre-cut. That are sewn on the edges so they don't rip anymore. Well, I was picturing Billy Joe Armstrong the entire time, so I wasn't taking it seriously. Sorry. Old Billy Joe. Yes, old Billy Joe. He is getting older. He won't shut up about how he thinks we're alone now. I'd rather be alone than have Billy Joe Armstrong singing to me at this point in my life. I'd hang out with Billy Joe. I'd have some questions for him. I don't need him singing to me. Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, you enjoy that. I'll be in the other room. I'm going to be like, sing Operation Ivy songs to me, especially the one that you wrote. I'll be in the other room hanging out with Trey Cool. Oh, I'd rather hang out with Mike Dirnt. (laughs) 
I would too, actually. I always liked his weird looking face. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's not a normal looking face, I'll give you that. <laughs> As one odd, nor not normal-looking face person to another. Welcome to the club, Mike. Hello, Greg Pence. Oh, goddamn Greg Pence. He looks like his brother a little bit from here. He looks like his brother kind of a lot. Well, I have bad eyesight, so... What's going on over there, Mr. Langolier? Why am I a Langolier? You're Bronson Pinchot freaking out and tearing paper into strips <laughs> because he's trying to calm himself from the Langoliers that are going to come and eat everybody. <laughs> we need to find that movie <laughs> and watch it yeah. and review it. Yeah. Oh, the Langoliers! Isn't it like four hours long? It's not short. <laughs> it was like one of those TV event movies, right? Oh, it was. I remember watching it when it first aired. It was an event. Oh, the effects were so bad, and the Langoliers are like these th 3D animation balls. <laughs> There's a blind girl. Yeah, none of it made sense to me. I need to watch it as an adult so I can go, oh, okay. That's what's going on. Or it might still not make any sense. It makes sense. Don't the Langoliers just like eat existence itself? Basically, yeah. Somehow when they were on a plane, they went through another dimension. To the Langolier dimension? Or one of those like portholes or whatever they do and then everyone who was awake disappeared and if you were sleeping you were left on the plane so then they got it to land so why is that pilot <laughs> there was no pilot a snow pilot there was no pilot <laughs> that was that one guy with the he had like a mustache he was the pilot well maybe he was asleep because he was not the one... At the main co... The he was the co-pilot. Take a nap, co-pilot. And, uh, yeah, and then you're... Or maybe he was an alcoholic and he passed. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really care. We're not talking about that right now. It's true, and we're still not talking about this album very much at this point for me. Hmm. You didn't really care about Trouble Every Day, did you? I like that song. It's just at this point, anything I feel like I could say about the satiricalness of it. It's, it's been drowned. Like, it's been done and done and done and done. I agree. That so. makes sense. Well, let's move on to the next song then, because we have three more left. Here is Help, I'm a Rock. Okay, now this is a different satire. <laughs> just throw exactly out what I just said. This is just weird. I don't know that this is even satire. No, I think this is, is strange. just weird experimental Frank Zappa doing what he wants. Yeah, this is the song I think Adam clinged on to the most. Bow, now, now. And I like that. I do too. <laughs> Almost has like a less sound, but not yeah, there. It but did have it did a less for a second. For a second. <laughs> I bet Primus could do a good help on my rock. I'm sure. I know uh, Larry played in the Frank Zappa cover band. Larry Lalonde. Lur. It's almost like mesmerizing. I think so. It's uh, hypnotizing. Yeah, it kind of put me in the zone there for a second. Still, I want to bring up what an interesting recording process this must have been. All right, we're taking, uh, what's this one called? Uh, help on a rock. All right, take one. Jesus Christ. 
And I think this is before, yeah, it has to be that fan knocked him off stage and his voice ended up getting lower because he like mm-hmm. hit his trachea or something like that. Yeah, I read about that because that's what that whole song is about. Smoke on the water. Not the whole song. What? Isn't that when that happened at that show when he got pushed off when that person let off the flare and they thought that Frank had died because he was like pushed onto cement and stuff. And that was he, the same show? I thought it was, but maybe it wasn't. I, I would agree that it's probably when the mothers were playing, but I, that's wild if so. Because I know he was he, he was definitely in a wheelchair for a while after that. Yeah. But I thought that he got totally fucked up. This song is ridiculous. I don't dislike it, but I don't think I'd ever just be like, I want to hear Help, I'm a Rock. I don't think I'd ever just put this song on. But I also feel like that with a lot of songs on here. I feel like this album works more as a cohesive album. I think a lot of Zappa works that way. Nah, I said, yeah, but I, there's still usually some songs you can pull out here and there. Yeah. There's definitely been some best ofs. I just wouldn't call this one of those. I'm not saying that I hate this song. It's just... It's almost like a filler. Yeah. The music is just... It's mostly mostly just this basic except for some you know weird things that are happening in the background it's just the same boom 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 then you just add little fucking things on it add little pricklies like a cactus it's the green part of the cactus and the needles are the piano and the oh <laughs> That's the spiritual awakening. Oh, God. Is it a ghost? Do you think... you think the song is haunted? <laughs> I wonder if songs can be haunted. No, no, no. That's not even a thing. There's, I wonder if there is an example of a haunted song. Anytime someone hears this song, they die 16 minutes later on the minute. That sounds like bullshit. Well, obviously, the ring tape isn't bullshit. Obviously. So if that works, why can't a song work? Obviously, it is. You know how you take care of that little girl when she comes out of your TV? You throw a toaster that's plugged into her because she's all wet. No, you threw a quarter at her because she came out of the well. That's all she wants. Throw a quarter at her. And then she'll just moonwalk back into the TV and down the well. Absolutely. Do you think there's a gumball machine in the well and that's what she wants that quarter for? I didn't ask. I don't really want to know what the... Ooh, I slipped up there. I said I didn't ask. All Turns out I accidentally did this. <laughs> yeah, so how are you still living? Because I threw a quarter at her. It was an accident. I said, go away! And I threw a quarter. You said, ghost away! <laughs> and you threw a ghost quarter. Ghost away! And that was technically my wish. Because I threw a quarter into the well and she had to go away. Sounds like someone is smacking baboons. Baboons? I thought they're hitting their bellies. <laughs> Here's it can't happen here, because it just wanted to go into it, so I'm letting it happen. It's definitely fucking weird. <laughs> now this gets into territory of like later with things like a uh, dangerous kitchen. Uh huh. Which is this real avant-garde? Checked it out a couple of times. Uh, like battle-a-thon. There's no real music happening. Just no, but every time I listen to this, I've noticed 
He's doing exactly what he does with other instruments. Like the drummer will be in a different time, the guitar player will be in a different time, the bass player will be in a different time. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing right now with voice. I do like that part. Kansas. Kansas. Sound like there's more ghosts in there. Ghost away! Maybe, maybe the whole album is haunted. I would be surprised. Maybe they don't. Maybe ghosts don't mess with songs, but they will haunt whole albums. I'm the ghost of a track. I'm the ghost of Freak Out. <laughs> oh yeah. I like when the song oh. picks up. I. Did I say it on the podcast already, or did I say it to you? Where I'm surprised, or did I just think this? I have no idea. I'm surprised people haven't. There's a few beats on here that I think somebody could take and make into like a loop. Oh, you did say something about that, but I it mean, wasn't. We didn't talk it, about it. But it's madness. I don't make beats. I thought there was a part in the song that wasn't so crazy. Oh yeah, maybe this I part's remembered like it wrong. Jazz madness at this point. I mean, the whole <clears throat> song has been madness. I guess I thought I remembered it ending more in a cohesive way, even though we're halfway through now. <laughs> they they knew that ACDC was going to be a big hit band eventually. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> ACDC was definitely. Started with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there's a rhythm. There's a time. Wait, there is now. This is a fucking mess. Oh, and it won't happen here. No, 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 Everything's cool. I want to go swimming. I haven't been swimming in a long time. It's been years. And they thought it couldn't happen here. This is hardly a song. I know. I'm not. This is just madness. I don't really want to talk over it because it's just like. There's so much happening that I want to hear. So much happening, and it's more interesting than us trying to say something. Yes, I've always felt Yes, I agree, man. It really makes it. Yeah, that's how we all see, man. Susie, you just got to town, and we've been we've been very interested in your development. Forget it. What the fuck? It can't happen here. Doesn't make any sense. No. Not one bit of sense was made. No, that's like the ultimate freak out. Mm-hmm. That's like the ultimate freak out, bro. There's no way you could have put it earlier on the album. People probably would have been like, oh, this is done. Off. <laughs> but it's not. There's actually one more track. Yeah, one more, not 12 more. No, but they're 12 more minutes with the return of the son of Monster Magnet. I really like the beginning of this. Susie? Yes. Susie Cream Cheese? Yes. This is the voice of your conscience, baby. Uh, I just want to check one thing out with you. You don't mind, do you? 
So is your cream cheese. Honey, <laughs> what's got into you? <laughs> I just love the way he says that at the beginning. And then this is like it can happen here, but it's it just goes on much more of a trip. It's that times three, but this has more of an actual baseline of music. It's not just weird random voices. Yeah, I like that kick drum tone. It's got a lot of fucking like... Sounds like a hip-hop kick drum. It's interesting how much he talks about other songs and songs, and he's always done that. Right here, I feel like Beck has been so influenced by Frank Zappa on this song, by the way. Which I brought up to you. There's so many Beck sounds that I... This sounds ahead of its time. This does not sound like it came out in 66 to me. No, it doesn't sound like that. You could almost use this part as like a loop, like I said earlier. Mm -hmm. And maybe someone has. I don't know the fucking rap world, you know? I'm going to look it up, actually, since we have some time. Yeah. So, Monster Magnet, is that something like... Does the band Monster Magnet, he's saying this? I wonder if it was like a movie. I don't know anything about that. That had something to do with Monster Magnet. Because it's just two words in my mind that you just don't put together. Unless it's like you built a really big magnet and someone walked up and said, My God, that is a Monster Magnet. But I don't think that's what they're saying. It feels like it. It's like a creature. Like with a... One big brain creature with an eye, but it's got a magnet on top of its brain head, too. It squirms this around. This has been... <laughs> this has been sampled, and a couple things I'm going to have to look up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, I wasn't often thinking that. Definitely not Beck, though. In things that we know? Not necessarily, No. I just like the name of one of the thing, the songs. Uh, 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 okay. Oh, yeah. That's how we get down. I said, okay. I mean, oh, yeah. We don't have to listen to the whole song. <laughs> we'll see. I can't find anything about Monster Magnet. Except that band, Monster Magnet. Remember that band, Michelle? No. They did that song. Space Load Mother Mother. <laughs> what? You never heard that song? No. I thought you were just joshing me. <laughs> joshing you? No, know, it was Space Load Mother Mother. <laughs> I have no idea what it that is. It came out when we were in middle school. Unfamiliar. That's a shame because... You would love Monster Magnet's Space Lord Mother Mother. It's just... If I ever listen to this album by myself, I did not make it this far. Me neither. Like, I'm out the song previous, at least. Why can't I find this? Well, it says that this was... Someone wrote a song named Charles Michael. 
Um, and I guess he... It's pronounced George Michael? I guess he sampled this. It's way too late for George Michael. No witnesses slash Trump got acquitted by the Senate. That's what the song is that's got the sample from this? That's one of them. No witnesses. Trump got acquitted by the Senate. No witnesses. Trump got acquitted by the Senate. No witnesses. Stick a neck. <laughs> Take a knife and stick it in your motherfucking throat, bitch. Dun, dun, Looks just like dun. a drum solo at the end here for him. At the end? <laughs> oh, Sam, we're not even halfway through the song. I meant the end of the, the album. It's mostly been drums. Dun, 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 dun. Yep, yep. All sorts of fun going on right now. I have nothing to say about this. I bored. don't either. I'm bored out of my fucking mind. So I think that the best thing to do is just scoot ahead a little bit, see if anything's different. Scoot ahead a little bit, see if anything's different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. We still have three minutes of the song, so we'll scoot ahead. Just madness and sounds. Cream cheese. And then everyone starts yelling cream cheese. Total experimentation and just nothing impressive. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks make an appearance here. Still a half a minute left. This is too much for us, too. So if anyone else yeah. is just like, what is happening? This is horrible. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I don't listen to this part of the album. <laughs> I'm not a fan of any of this. I stopped it. Hey, it's Yay, done. Yeah. So what's fun about that is next we can hear a song that did sample. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That. Because I am interested in at least hearing something. And it is the song All My Love by House of Pain. Speaking of Everlast. <laughs> Wait, it's Everlast? Everlast is in House of Pain. Oh, I didn't even register that you said House of Pain. I can't tell because that song is so... Everlast come back around into this. Because he needed to let you know what it's like. How did that happen? Though? Oh, you mean in, this? Like in our podcast? How did that fucking happen? It's because uh, I think I have a guardian angel up there that's uh, swerking things out for me. You hear that Everlast right there? That's him? I think so. It sounds like him to me. Yep, so that was a thing. It's it's boring there, too. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good, but technically uh, it doesn't matter because we are officially to the part of the podcast where we're finished with that, and it is actually time to go over some questions with you. 
for you, baby. I need to figure out these digital instruments before I try to do it on the podcast. You need to get your life together in general. Questions. Whoops. Okay, so why did I choose this? Um, I've been actually wanting to choose a Zappa album, uh, but I thought this would be nice because it's not just Zappa. We get some others of invention and we get the weird, very beginning instrumental, not instrumental, experimental uh, Zappa and all of his weirdness. Not that he didn't get weird later on as well, but I think there are ways that he got more serious as he went on. So in weird and different ways, this is weird in the psychedelic '60s way. This is just, and also just trying to be as weird as it can by just a 12-minute song of mostly just sounds. Yeah. After a four-minute-long song of just sounds, he paid to have that pressed onto vinyl. He definitely did. <laughs> what do I think you thought when I gave it to you? I think you were excited because you also love Zappa. Uh, Easy peasy. What was your? Is that your judgment prior to listening? Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. All right. Do you know how many times you listened to this? I only listened to this twice. I didn't do my due diligence, but I know this album, so I didn't feel bad about it. I feel like I did my due diligence, even though I listened to it three times minus the last two songs once. Yeah. So two full listens, and then the third one was all but the last two songs. But I was actually interrupt not interrupted, but like sidetracked. Otherwise, I would have listened to the whole thing. I just, when I, I decided instead of picking back up at the end of the album, I would just start from the beginning the next time I listened to it. Okay. So. I should bring up that I have never once made it through that song. So technically, I didn't fully listen to this album once. I can't handle the last song. It's not It good. makes me sleepy. It makes me nauseous. Yeah, it's not enjoyable. It's, it's on purpose. Clang, it's just noises that are meant to not make you feel good, in my opinion. So as far as what your least favorite song is... If that counts as a song, it's the last one. Oh, okay. Well, I was going <laughs> to oh, guess fuck. that. Were you going to guess that? I forgot we have a guessing I was, angle. Yeah, I was going to guess that. So at least I got it right that the return of the... Whatever the fuck. The return of the Son of Monster Magnet. Who's your least favorite song? Hey, can I guess that's yours too? It is. Sweet, there we go. Now, the next thing is going to be interesting. So Sam's most favorite song? This is definitely not going to be easy. I do not have any feeling that I'm going to get this right. I'm just going to guess. Give it a try. Sam, I think that your favorite song is... Um... Uh... Eek... I'm saying Motherly Love. I have no idea. Sam, it's what's a your very favorite good song? song. It's a very good song. But I'm going with the very first song, the opening, Hungry Freak's Daddy. That would have been my next go-to. Uh, who are the brain police? Good song. Motherly Love, good song. Uh, Any Way the Wind Blows, I really like. There's, there's songs in here I like a lot, but that's... I think this is the best song on here, and it's a really good intro. Mm-hmm. What do you think my favorite song is, Sam? This one's harder for me. I'm almost going to give it... I think I'm going to give it to Motherly Love. Uh, I... Th- I honestly don't know. <laughs> uh, motherly Love gets stuck in my head more, so I'll give it to that, even though I don't know if it's necessarily true. It could shift day to day. It's definitely up there, so I'll give it to Motherly Love. I don't give a shit. I'm just ready to get this over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pooped. You can, I'm sure everyone can feel it. It's just like, 
just get to it. I mean, I was like, just we're good on this song, all right? <laughs> so again, I started listening to this album somewhere, I would say, in my mid to later 20s. Uh, it wasn't in the early days of me getting into Zappa, but it was in there sprinkled in a little bit. There are some songs that I think are essential. Um, how did I originally feel about it? It was weird as hell. It took me time. <laughs> and I still, you know, don't necessarily like every song on it. Uh, every song is not created equal. Would I recommend this today? I don't know. That would be weird. I don't think so. I still think that the easiest intro to Zappa would be something like Apostrophe. That was going to be my question. I think you should take this as, would you recommend this to someone as, here's getting into Frank Zappa? Yeah, no. I, I don't wouldn't think either. so. I think I some songs either. are good and essential, but I, I don't think that I would recommend this album you as a go, whole. Got to go Overnight Sensation, I think, is the best intro album. Overnight Sensation is great. Apostrophe is good, but it also has some strenuous stuff in there, I think, to new listeners. So I think yeah. Overnight yeah. Sensation is good, solid rock and roll from front to back. But anyway, we're talking about Freak Out, which would not be... I, it was your question, but I wouldn't recommend it either. So, I, I I know the answer of you listening to this again. Well, I can't say. Would you listen to this again? Yeah, I listen to it every once in a while on my own. Okay, so out of uh, zero to ten, all over the rock and roll, Cats, how many would you give this album? I'll give this six and a half rock and roll Cats. Ooh, because it's so weird. I just know that there's so much more Zappa that I'd rather listen to than this. I, agree. I still like it, but there's a lot more Zappa that gets played before this gets played. Okay, that's fair. I think it has some really good songs. I think six and a half is probably. I'm going to steal that from you because I think that's a good number. So for me, I'd probably give it six and a half all over the rock and roll cats as well. I always want to say rock and all over the rock and roll Hall of Fame cats, but that's not what he is. Uh, describing this album in one word, um, I, do you have something that you would like to say? Cause I think I'm going to say, um, wired. <laughs> wired. I'm going to say hazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That works. We don't have to discuss it. It's just one word. Hazy. All right. So we are officially finished with Frank Frank Zappa. Frank, Frank Zappa. Zappa. Frank Zappa for now. Oh, you're from France? For now, Frank Zappa. Oh, you got your head Drapardou in here? No, he's uh, over at your mom's house. <laughs> yes, my nephew's starting to look like Gerard Depardieu. Your nephew is Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> period. Anyway, the next episode, we're coming back with the group episode. Grouping it up, baby. This one's going to be a little different. This one will have our pals. We'll have our son, Mel. Yes, the my boy's sis- coming back. My sister's coming back, and your brother Bob is coming back. So this yes, is going to be a family episode. This is a family oriented <laughs> oriented episode, and we're gonna get. It's still gonna be goofy because we're still we are who we are, and when you get this group of people together, we're definitely going to be poking fun at each other. But it is going to be a little more of a serious episode. Um, we're not gonna do the thing where we are trying to fool anyone. But we are going to bring three songs to the table that make us emotional and feel shit. So it can be songs that make you tear up because it makes you sad. Songs that make you think of something. uh, Or just songs that make you feel 
emotion. Any emotion is on the table. Whatever that, that is. that really stir you up. Yes. So Whether it's sadness, depression, or even joy. Mm-hmm. So we will still be voting on, you know, picking songs that we think is the best in the end. There's still going to be a winner aspect, so someone will win, but we... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember But that. we won't <laughs> be breaking down... Uh, I mean, we are going to be maybe sharing personal stories a little more, so uh, be prepared for some goofy, fun stuff and some uh, more more real talk. But all three songs the person does enjoy. We do there's like no, all three there's songs. There's no fooling in this one. No, you know, there's no fooling. It's just after that, we're going to judge each other's songs, and then the final one wins. And then we're going <laughs> to still break everyone down as who they are as people. But Hey, I know how that one is really connected to you emotionally, but yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> and I, that's fair. That's fine, because I feel like I'm going to get that. Oh, none of mine are going to go through. I don't I don't think any of mine are going to go through either. And be, Oh, wait. And because one, I, ha- one has to go through. Oh, for each, each of us. other. Yeah, that's At true. Burst. That's right. It's in the final battle that who wins. Because we'll pick the best out of each person's song, and then each person's best song will go against We're everyone else's best all song. All blind voting and then reading the results. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back next week. It'll be fun and interesting. I think it'll definitely be interesting. You're very emotional. Who it, knows? It could, so we'll see what happens. You but might, you're crying. I might cry. <laughs> I well, I won't about my songs, but if you cry, I might end up crying. You don't cry about anything. You're not an emotional guy. That's true. I had a really nice burrito one time, and Jesus Christ, it brought tears. Thanks, everyone. We appreciate you. Thanks for freaking out with us. We'll be back next week for a big crazy group episode. Yes, thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. Which is where Sam produces his farts. God. Damn it, I was trying to be emotional for next week's episode. Save it for next week. Bye. Bye.